Hello and welcome to the latest Lancet Respiratory Medicine podcast. My name is Nikolai Humphreys. Today we are looking at a paper titled The Association of Hospital Admission and Forced Vital Capacity Endpoints with Survival in Patients with Idiopathic Pulmonary Fibrosis. I am joined on the line by one of the lead authors, Dr. Mike Durheim from the Duke University. Hi Mike, welcome to the podcast. Good morning Nikolai, good to be with you. Could you start by telling us a bit of background about IPF and about recent developments with respect to treatment. Certainly. So as many of your readers will know, idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, or IPF, is a chronic lung disease. We don't know what causes it. Patients suffer from progressively worsening dyspnea and functional impairment. Ultimately, the disease is fatal, usually within a relatively short period of time following diagnosis on the order of a couple of years. Until very recently, there was no treatment other than lung transplantation that was known to improve survival in IPF. And in the United States, where we, where we are, there was no approved drug therapy at all until quite recently. In the last year, though, we've seen two different drugs get approved in the United States for widespread use. And uh, they are also approved uh, throughout the world. Uh, And a number of other drugs are being actively evaluated in clinical trials. So uh, in summary, I think it's fair to say that the landscape of treatment options in this disease has changed uh, dramatically in the last year or so, and it will continue to be an active area of investigation. Your study is looking at surrogate endpoints for trials in IPF. Why is this such an important issue? And if I could also ask, what was the existing evidence before your study? Well, we just talked about how IPF is a uniformly fatal disease, but in spite of that, all the important clinical trials in IPF, at least recently, have not used mortality as the primary endpoint, which might be quite uh, surprising on the surface. But there's a very good reason for that, which is that the patients who enroll in these clinical trials tend to be a relatively younger and less impaired uh, subset of the overall population of patients with IPF. They still have a great deal of symptoms, but they're usually not the sickest patients we see uh, in clinical practice. And as a result of that, the mortality rates in these trials are surprisingly uh, lower than you might otherwise expect. What this means for clinical trials is that you would need very large sample sizes or longer follow-up periods, or both, uh, than have generally been used to adequately power a trial. And it's for that reason that uh, surrogate endpoints are of interest in this disease. And in particular, change in forced vital capacity, or FVC, has been the primary endpoint used uh, in trials to date. The rationale for that comes from multiple studies that show that patients who experience a 10% decline in their FVC over time are at increased risk of subsequent death. And then more recently, there's been some evidence that patients with IPF who have acute hospital admissions are also at increased mortality. So what we wanted to do was look at both of those surrogate endpoints, a 10% decline in their FEC, which has been used to define disease progression, and then inpatient hospitalization in terms of their relationship with uh, subsequent mortality, both alone and together in the form of a composite surrogate endpoint. Can you explain what you did in the study? Yes. We pooled the study populations from three IPF clinical trials uh, run in the United States, specifically the IPF clinical trials network studies, which were called STEP, ACE, ACE, and PANTHER. And the primary uh, results of all three of those studies have previously been published. But we pooled the study populations uh, from those trials, which gave us over 500 patients with IPF. And as I said, we wanted to evaluate two surrogate endpoints, specifically hospital admissions and a categorical 10% decline in FEC. Uh, which has been used to define disease progression in uh, the IPF population. We looked at their relationships with mortality uh, in in these study populations. And to do that, we 
assessed how frequently those surrogate events occurred during a predefined early period of follow-up during the clinical trials and the degree to which they overlapped. And then finally, it assessed the risk of death following a hospital admission or following a 10% decline in FVC. Thanks. Could you now tell me what your results actually showed? Certainly. So first, we saw that mortality was quite low in the trials, uh, especially in patients with mild or even moderate physiologic impairment at baseline, which is fairly consistent with many of the clinical trials that we see in this disease. When we looked at the frequency of the surrogate endpoints, we talked about perhaps the most surprising finding to us during the study was that there was actually very little concordance. And what I mean by that is that the majority of patients who had acute hospital admissions did not have a decline in FVC and vice versa. So it seems that these two surrogate events, 10% decline in FVC and acute hospital admissions, were capturing a relatively distinct population of patients. When we assessed the risk of death following these surrogate endpoints, we found that mortality risk was four times higher for patients following a 10% FEC decline compared with patients whose FEC remained fairly stable. Following a hospital admission, the risk of death was at least three times greater, especially if the admission was respiratory-related as opposed to hospital admissions for other causes unrelated to their lung disease. And then lastly, because as I said, we saw relatively little concordance between the patients with hospital admissions and those with declines in FEC, we tested a composite endpoint. And what I mean by that is we asked the question, what was the mortality of patients who uh, experienced either a hospital admission or an FEC decline as compared to patients who experienced neither of those two events? And we found that the mortality risk following uh, a composite endpoint defined in that way was just as high as with either of the surrogates alone. And that composite endpoint, not surprisingly, captured substantially more patients at risk. Finally, what would you say is the take-home message for clinical researchers working at IPF? And if you could comment on what you think the next steps would be, that would be great. I think the take-home message would be that we would suggest that given these findings, a composite endpoint that incorporates both FVC, which has previously been used in trials, but as well as uh, acute hospital admissions, is worth some increased uh, and further consideration for future clinical trials. But the piece that you asked about in terms of next steps is really important before I think that could be done, uh, and that is that there is some, still some work to do to more carefully define the actual uh, type of hospital admission that might best be used as an endpoint in clinical trials. And of course, uh, the exact endpoint chosen for future trials will depend on the you know, biological mechanisms of the interventions being studied. Dr. Mike Derheim, thank you for taking the time to speak with me on the Lancet Respiratory Medicine Podcast. You're very welcome. It was my pleasure.